Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. I'm going back to where the beach is near. The beer is dear. There's plenty of women out of the crowd. Well, I'm being told that Average Joe's does not have enough players and will be forfeiting the championship match. So bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for him. Okay. Hi everyone, uh, welcome to episode 8, are we on? Episode 8, I think. podcast, um, bit haphazard the last few weeks we've been this... Fragmented season. Yeah. This lock on hand, lock on hand. The oh. summer, we haven't stuck to our schedule. And, um, but welcome along lads, how are you? Ronan, Ross, how are you in this fine choose Monday. Monday. <laughs> <laughs> it really feels like that at the moment, doesn't it? Monday, Monday. Anything wild? Anything good? Good weekend for all? Yeah, I was at a wedding there last weekend, uh, Congrats to Brian Kenny and his new wife, Paula Monaghan. I suppose Paula Kenny now. I don't know if she's taking the name, but... Paula yeah. Monaghan Kenny. We'll yeah, Paula Monaghan Kenny. Yeah, great night out in Mercury. It was nearly normal. Um, so then there were celebrations after. Um, congrats to Ian Birkin. We went, had an engagement party on Saturday for Ian Birkin and his fiance Fernanda. So, big yeah. weekend, yeah. You're the man about town run. I texted you last week, you need to start falling out with people. I will. Yeah, yeah, I think <laughs> You're getting invited to too many occasions. What's the opposite? You, you get a PR company, but good press for you. Like, you get a <laughs> bad... Well, you company. give me enough bad press there for a while, so... Oh, <laughs> hey, 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 hey. I couldn't go for an ice cream when I'd been spotted somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> One day we will leap that, uh, that picture of Murty coupling up on the rocks and trying to have a blurred image. Uh, good weekend myself. Started lovely, lads. But Friday night... Yeah, Sligo were the Connacht Minor Champions. There myself too. There myself I didn't meet you in the end after all our talk with me. No. Um, <laughs> I actually met my cousin going in the gate. Number 14 for us common is my cousin's son. And then when I was in the gate with him, I met my uncle. So I'd watched the first half with them. And then I went down my own the second half. Oh, you said you bumped into someone in the second half. Oh, oh Anthony. Yeah, there was common manager, yeah. Anthony <laughs> Cunningham was chatting him for a while. Were you? Yeah. <laughs> I watched, somehow watched the second half of him, yeah. To where I just stood. He was... He didn't really give a shit, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was giddy enough in, in, in the old terrace watching a bunch of 16, 17 year olds. It's amazing how invested you get. We'll go further that in a minute, lads. We'll have Enda Mitchell on. Um, that was just recorded a while ago. The coach with the, with the Sligo Miners. He's also the joint manager of myself of Tolera Senior Team. So we're pretty close, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Good, yeah, good, good <laughs> to know these people. 
Uh, did you have anything to eat in Roscommon? Or? I did. I did. <laughs> yeah, uh, I got a chef kebab. Yeah, uh, that's unbelievable. <laughs> I need to get a franchise. I, I, I'm looking for an excuse to go to Roscommon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's frustrating. I didn't think about it because I was quite hungry. I thought going you home. would, yeah. I was quite peckish going home. Yeah. I've often thought about doing the drive, you know, to Burger King in where's Galway. that place? Enfield. Oh, Enfield. I don't like the one in Galway. It's, one of them. it's not great. It's a drive no, through. Yeah. It's in a petrol station. Remember, yeah. we used to make the burst to KFC in Bundorn when yes. I first came here. Yes. Yeah. So you will, you will follow your stomach. After all the stuff in the I think it was quarter past nine before I left Hyde Park and then by the time I got my chef kebab <laughs> I didn't leave us comment after 10 I don't think <laughs> but it's back for the bonfires there at the bridge in Ransworth was great so we'll have Andy Mitchell coming up um, shortly uh, great weekend the Olympics lads Kelling Harrington done the business she did she did we did might us all proud yeah great to see uh, well the reason I bring it up is uh, friend of the pod ex-grammar uh, school student Andy Craig from Duncanon <laughs> sent in a poem he wrote about Kelly uh, uh, he penned it himself and he, he sends in a voice note. So this is Andy Craig's um, tribute to Kelly Harrington. Left hook, right hook, jab, jab, jab. Uppercut, belly shot, Kelly's our lad. From Portland Row in Dublin City to Tokyo, she is so pretty. Gold medal placed between her breasts. Kelly's our girl in the Irish vest. She made our summer seem so much brighter. Our little champion Dublin fighter. Let's raise our pint for Kelly Hitch, our champion of featherweight. Let's go and have a pot of mussels and toast our girl with champagne and truffles. Right, I've no <laughs> idea why that was sent to us. Yeah, but nice we, stuff from Andy, though. He's, he, he's a wordsmith, Andy. Yeah. Andy Craig, yeah. Champagne and truffles, Andy. But yeah, Kelly Hunter, did you get up for it, did you? Didn't get up for it. No, no I didn't. Oh, I was pinting as well. I actually woke up at about two minutes past six and thought, all right, I'll actually watch the fight now and just roll back over. So Yeah. Uh, I did watch him play back tonight. Yeah. Then. She yeah, did well. Yeah. Uh, it was gas yesterday seeing all the Cork and Kenny fans come by your house. <laughs> yeah, some fella dropped off a sack of spuds. See that guy, no? No. Some Kenny fella. What's he up to? Yeah, he just, just, <laughs> just dropped off a sack of potatoes for some reason. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right, we'll get into the GA lads and the chat with Andy Mitchell, coach of this LIGO minor team that won the first kind of title in what, 53 years on Friday evening. So here we go with our chat with Enda. Okay, we're joined by Enda Mitchell here, uh, coach with a successful Sligo minor team who won the Connacht final last Friday, beating Roscommon. Enda, welcome to the podcast. How are you? Good, here, okay, good. Uh, uh, long time listener, first time caller. Well, it's great to see you. Um, yeah, you've sent in some good questions over the, <laughs> over the last few months. Um, how are you, are you still on a high after the big win? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's definitely still in a high. It took a, a day or two for it to kind of to sink in properly. I think yesterday evening, sitting at home, was kind of realizing the magnitude of it. Um, I suppose when I come home, I don't have much uh, spare time at the moment to do with other things going on yeah. here at home. And, and then, I suppose, and, and then looking forward to a championship next week with Claire as well. So it's 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 busy, but it's good. It's good, very good. It's not a bad complaint to have, is it? Um, <laughs> we might just go back historic historic win on Friday but where did this all start really um you the management team the panel players that you've you've been involved in a long time haven't you yeah um there was a group of us there that would have been involved around maybe from around three four years ago uh through the development squads the way I suppose it's done in Stigo is that um there's a, a, a number of coaches will be involved with each age group and over a period of time some guys go off with other teams and things like that happens but at, at, from the start when I was in there um Colin McGee and Paul Henry 
um, myself and Ross Donovan were there. And then uh, as we went into under 16, then under 16, we brought in JP Carden from Ennis Grown and uh, Pat Coyne came in as goalkeeping coach. And then during this year, the likes of Sean Boyle would have come in for SNC as well to pick up where Louise Keane would have been working before. And uh, then there would have been a few stats and analysis guys coming in after that as well. So, no, but it's, yeah. um, it's, it's a good life. group. Um, as you said, yourself, JP Carden, Ross Donovan, Colm Gaby, the coaches, and Paul Henry's the man at the top, the manager. Yeah, yeah. Look, um, look at Paul is excellent at it. Um, I think a lot of Paul's job is with us is kind of, you know, he gets across what, what he wants the team to be playing and he kind of gives us a bit of freedom then to come up with scenarios and, and things that train and, and then putting things together. Uh, we're lucky all of us kind of see football in the same way, uh, but still we challenge each other at times as well. Maybe not to, like nobody gets a free run and anything. So it's it's a good group, a good mix. There's a lot of experience there. And you look at between Colm and, and Ross, there's a huge intercounty experience there as well. Yeah. Uh, I might go back. I know, obviously, I know you personally, but <laughs> when we were chatting even just say last year, I think a long way out, you thought there was something in this team, definitely, that a kind of title was very achievable with this, with this bunch of players, especially. Yeah, definitely. Like, you know, every team, you need to have a few standout players. Um, and then when you mix that with some guys with, with serious work ethic, it makes a, a great combination. And then... We knew the few guys that came up from the year below us, the guys that are minor next year, are really strong. And you look at the starting team, and there was, was there three or four that played in that game like from the year below. And that's that's not the usual thing, that you'd have that many playing. So they brought great value to the team as well. And we knew that they were coming along. So it was, it was exciting. We did kind of know there was something coming. And I think we were kind of building on what happened the year before. Like last year's minors got so close. And we knew that, look at it's there for us if we just push it as well and give us a bit of relief. Yeah, and I suppose you, you, you missed out a lot. You missed the whole 16 year really with them because of COVID, but your first game the lads had together was a challenge game up in Tyrone, wasn't it? Against, uh, sorry, up in Oma against Tyrone. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we won, we won that. Like That must have gave serious belief. I know you might say it's only a challenge game, but to go to Tyrone and win in Tyrone must have gave huge belief. Yeah, definitely, because as I said, we missed out in the whole under 16 year with no Manning Cup or Ted Webb. So it was very hard to try and put your team together. And, and Tyrone being our first game, and it was a great result to get up there. Now, I know they were missing a few guys that were still involved in the 2020 minor championship at that I time. I told but, you that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they were still a very strong team. And you can yeah. see, like, they played Fermanagh there at the weekend and, and put up a cricket score against them. So, yeah. It gave an awful lot of confidence to our lads and the few challenges we played after were all against high quality teams and uh, it, was, it was good to see that they weren't afraid to go and go at it against the likes of uh, Tyrone's and Kerry's. Yeah, you played Kerry and Ennis as well and a few other games who done goal, was it? Like the, how, yeah. the, the, I'd say the quality of them challenge matches does he? Um, but coming into the Leitrim game I think the, the semi-final the big the big talk well not talking point I suppose but everyone was saying a win was needed for Sligo football desperately in that semi-final and there was serious relief after that game wasn't there just the semi-final there was and it, like the the strange thing about the Leitrim game is like neither team would have known much about each other before like you know yeah. when you go into a championship game you would have seen a bit and you'd have matchups and stuff we knew very little and same then with us so we did know they were going well in challenge games and they were a stern test like I think people have seen Leitrim most like oh might beat Leitrim but like they were a very strong Leitrim minor team like you can't take it away from them. They were strong. 
it was a good relief. And I think uh, speaking to yourself after it, and even the players would have said it that themselves felt that they didn't even play to their best potential in that yeah, league game. Not, yeah. Yeah, but the result is what matters. Look, they still won by what nine points in the end. So yeah, yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know. But I think that might have uh, flattered us a bit on the evening. Maybe so. So we'll go to Friday. We'll go to Friday evening. I got to the Roscommon very early at four o'clock. <laughs> Three the pre match atmosphere. I sampled the atmosphere around the town. Uh, there wasn't much happening now. <laughs> Red Hart wasn't open though. Hart was open. All right, <laughs> it really was. Um, still looking for my jacket in there. Uh, as we talked I suppose I chatted around five o'clock and we both said the win is coming like it was great confidence around wasn't there yeah there was I I think even the the way that the lads had trained that week we'd seen that they were were very focused like there was you know you usually have a bit of giddiness before championship there was that but it was at the same time they were very focused and everything we had done we'd done a few scenario things in training and everything and they they were going full tilt at it so it was promising. And like I suppose we would have watched the Roscommon's two games and they had two fantastic wins, of course. And we, we had, I suppose, targeted areas which we felt we could exploit in that game. And luckily that paid off. Yeah, well, how, how good was the start? Five nil up within, what, was it six, seven minutes? Yeah, like I'd, we weren't really expecting that, to be honest. Oh. But um, I think it took Roscommon a bit longer to settle into the game and I suppose our pace running at them in the first few minutes uh, caught them and I think we even worked a few frees off them and uh, the likes of Josh Flynn inside, his movement was excellent and gave his man an awful time. Um, the likes of Stephen Rogan and Mark McDaniel, these guys brought pace at them in the first few minutes. Uh, so it, it was it was great to see. Now, look, we needed that start because when you look at, we were 5-0 up and, and essentially that's what we won the game by in the end by five points. So if we hadn't got that start, um, you know, you don't know how it would have went. Yeah, that's true. Because look, Roscommon came back, obviously got a scrappy enough goal, but uh, they didn't go away. But I just chatting to, I actually watched the second half with, somehow with Anthony Cunningham, the Roscommon senior manager. <laughs> so I just kind of bumped in. And anyways, but, um, Our big shot managers together. Yeah, yeah. Was, <laughs> he, was looking, he was asking for some tips off me, but um, I think he thought it was someone else, to be honest. <laughs> On cruise at home. But um, I, watching the match, I just felt you were so, I thought you were so comfortable, right? I just thought, like, tactically and physically, you looked so far ahead of first common. Um, but still, going into the last three minutes, he was saying the game was over. And I was like, no, this is Sligo. I still had that, like, little fear inside me. But what was the feeling like on the sideline going, going down the stretch? I, and, Further on to that, I thought the boys for 16, 17 year olds, they were unreal the way they closed out that game. Yeah, they are excellent. Like, you know, everyone would have been talking, I suppose, about the occasion of it being a kind of final and everything, but there was very little talk of that amongst our group. It was always that it's a game of football and the things we had worked on in training, like if you have nerves or anything, you can fall back on, like, look, if we've worked on this, this is what we're doing, this is what we're doing. So that kind of takes that bit of pressure off. Um, I think the massive thing was the few lads that came in made a big impact in the second half the likes of yeah, Jack McGonagher and there came in and did excellent uh, like Jack is um, he didn't play any part in the Leitrim game it just shows he just came in there and he played a big part in the game um, again I think that the fitness of some players the likes of James Donlan and Ross Doherty and these guys and Dylan Walsh their fitness showed as well I think Chris Gommel couldn't live with them in the last 20 minutes uh, we were looking back at their GPS stats there, and like they were ridiculous. Like they, 
they're achieving stuff that uh, elite inter-county footballers are, are hitting. Um, and for, for 16, 17-year-olds, that's... Just pace and power. That's it, yeah. A combination. You know of it's something Sligo, Pride Black, senior level in a long time. I might, I might just go into that near the end. Something else, but what's the feeling on the side then, anyways? Were you squeaky um, one time or... <laughs> no, like... I suppose in a game, you know, you, you kind of get lost in it in a way. Like you're you're looking at the little things that you're throughout the yeah. whole game and you're trying to see if there's anything, if they've made any changes in that or to try and counteract them. So I suppose the second half seemed like the longest time, the longest half hour of our lives. The time just seemed to be very slow to take away. But we were confident. Like we, we knew if the lads just kept doing it, and particularly at the second water break, we sensed that the lads were in good shape and their heads were right. And like a few guys were... Just a few little questions, uh, like I'd even put like Ross Darty even asked the question, oh, look, I want to get on a bit more balls, what do I do? And he was just given a simple instruction. And in the last 15 minutes, he got on probably the most possessions he had in any quarter. He did, yeah. He did, surely. Yeah, um, yeah. no, it was excellent. What was, oh, the final whistle, what was the feeling? Elation. <laughs> it was, it was, you've probably seen yourself, like it was a bit bonkers. It was it was great. Like it was just uh, like I think one of the best moments was I think Colin McGee was saying to me. He uh, looked over at Stephen Rogan, and he was just ran over to his father at the fence. He was leaning over the fence, and they both them in tears, hugging each other across the fence. Yeah. So it was just showed like what it meant. Like there's an, an awful lot of good football people in Sligo, and, and like it's an awful long time to have to wait for something like this. So it was just relief, and yeah. I suppose. Just joy, joy. It was joy. No, it was good. I got, I got, I won't name him, but I got bear hugged by a man who was roaring crying. <laughs> <laughs> but, he might be um, something to do with a goalkeeper, is he, you know? <laughs> huh? He's not the cat, no? No, no not <laughs> the cat. Not the cat. Was, was he crying, was he? <laughs> I might have been, he might have been. <laughs> I told him, lucky the one, because his job's on the line. He's been development coach in a long time and nothing once. <laughs> <laughs> um... No, I was delighted, I was delighted for Pat. You know, he's so yeah. long involved. It, it, it's it's great for him as well. Like, yeah. um, I think he's getting some new cones now for the All Ireland semi finals. So he's really, delighted. Really yeah, can, he can bring back the Clara footballs he took when he managed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he still has them. <laughs> no doubt he does. Uh, well, the homecoming uh, match it was late. It was late enough now. It was around and COVID restrictions. I suppose kind of. Made it yeah, not the same yeah. way, but there was a great turnout there in Balai. Even I was in, I was at Ransbury there at the bridge. That was maybe twelve o'clock at night. Uh, I'd say it yeah. was, I'd say it was special just to see the support that, that Sligo football does have. It was brilliant. I, I suppose it was late enough when we got leaving High Park because people kind of just wanted to savor what was happening and stayed on the pitch. And then by the time you get food and all that, and like due to COVID, we weren't using dressing rooms or anything like that, so it was up in the stand, so everything was that bit slower to try and get out of there. And by the time you organise all the, the cars, like every player you uh, realised they were all in parents' cars because we couldn't get bus to the game. So um, it, it was a really long cavalcade and it took a long time to get through. Now coming through Carrick and Shannon, or not Carrick and Shannon, Charlestown, uh, it took us a while because I think we held up the traffic on the main road there for a long time. So uh, <laughs> there was bonfires in the road, but then even travelling the whole way back through uh through Curry, Tubba Curry, around the Connery there, the whole way into Ballinacarrow to see so many people out in the road in the middle of the night with fires lit. It was it was brilliant. And like uh, as you said, even there at uh, Bal- at Clooney, there was a massive reception as well at the at the roundabout and at Balladred, just there as you turn off for Ansborough and in towards Summerhill as well. It was fantastic the reception. And it as I said, it uh, it shows how much uh 
I suppose, joy you brought to the people as well. Yeah, it was badly needed. You woke Marty off the couch, he was saying, when you went through town. He's <laughs> <laughs> having a nap. It was half 12. Who's a nap on the couch at half 12 at night? No, <laughs> no. <laughs> um, no, but that's it's not the end of the story. Like, me, two weeks' time, um, they're obviously a good side, but... Jesus, yeah. this, this Lego and ye, I'm sure you're not saying that's us done. There's no, a, definitely not. One no. game from Clopar, two games from Ireland. How... How do you not bring them down from that, but get them focused as the plan now for two weeks' time? Yeah, like as I said earlier, like we, we never really looked into the occasion of any of the games. It was always about a game of football and the certain things you need to do in it. Um, and we, we spoke to the group briefly just about the next day after the game on Friday and like every one of them straight away, they're, they're hungry to go again. And that's just the nature of the group. Um, very little egos, but just pure hunger to try and go and achieve something and, and they don't fear anyone and I suppose we've kind of been looking at Mead in their, their last two games like they, they actually play a very similar style to ourselves and uh, some very good players of guys Sean Emmanuel in around the middle of the field to have uh, yeah, a black guy in midfield a Leonard guy a wing back as well so they, they have their pace and power as well is, is kind of their getting plans built on as well and a uh, guy Yui Corcoran inside was very good in the freeze so uh, very similar to ourselves, but there's nothing to fear there. Um, no. Like we, we would have set out the start of the year, we were talking about a four game, it's a four game season, and uh, I suppose we've two down and then like just drive it on for the next 100%. Tick the boxes, two down, two to go. Yeah. Um, that's a message said of you, just a quick yeah. catch up. Well done again. Yeah, and um, look, I'll see you training tomorrow night. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. Keep, that, keep that baby fed. I will, I will. I'm in flat out. There for a second. <laughs> Thanks, Mitch. Just Cheers, a second, Lord. I just put yeah. this with my face, right? And you just stay as if you're talking, because you want to get a screenshot. Okay, and that was our chat with Anna Mitchell, uh, coach, one of the coaches of the successful Sligo minor team. Uh, what a win, lads. Oh, my life. Just, just, I, know, like, I know it's a five-team competition, but 53 years a long time. And I, I forgot to say it to him, there's some serious minor teams that haven't won it over. They got to the final and just didn't get across the line. So I remember one about no, 96, was it? Yeah. You're better on that team, team. yeah. Yeah, they're a serious they team. Lost the, last re- lost, lost the replay in the park. Should have won the both days. Yeah, um, they conceded a goal in the last minute against yeah. Mayo. Yeah, they conceded a goal. It was late anyways, but yeah. that was a throw. That was a great team. Like, But that was a team. You had Taylor and O'Hara were 94, I think. Not, maybe not a great team, but you had a few players in that, like Neil Carew. I'm probably missing a few out here. Um, and then you had 96 boys, like Noah Maguire, John was playing, and you had, who else? There's loads, Sean Davey, Brenda Phillips. I, again, I'm missing loads. And then yeah. you had a team in 98, I think, with, there was a 99 with Mark Brady and a few, like, like there was five good years of serious, like, underage coming through. No, they didn't win anything at underage, but I think it formed a panel for the 1001-2002 kind of team. So yeah. hopefully, like, they were in the minor, slide were in minor final last year as well, like, so hopefully this is the start. Only thing I would say, not to put a damper on it, there's still only 16 and 17 year olds. It's the, there's a gap now between minor and senior. So the big job is to get them two or three good years at under 20 and when they hit 21, 22, that they're ready, ready to go to for hold. senior. Like yeah, yeah. yeah, It's a big job. There's a big four years now to keep them involved. Like the shot, they, they yeah. know, they know they're going to... A lot of them lads underage again next year, aren't they? Uh, there's a few, yeah. I'm not sure how many. Um, but they need to just keep... They know they can compete with everyone now, but it's, it's to progress them to seniors that is the task, really, now, I think. Um, Great footballers, they're just they're tactically they're so clued in for young fellas. It was great when you were at it, Ross. I really enjoyed it. Um, now. We're just, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Now, I must say it was great to be out of the game. Well, I know. Oh, well, I mean, the showgrounds and all sounds pure stupid, like, but it, this sounds pure stupid. But like, 
even the national anthem and people singing it in a big crowd there, like it was, there was uh, the, the feeling of it was I just missed the unreal. Anthem. How many was that in the end? Stone is fifteen hundred. Um, what's thirty? Full the stand. The stand was, was now, yeah. fairly packed. Now. It was just I, you kind of just forgot what it was like to hear people roaring and being passionate yeah, about something yeah, and like yeah. getting behind. I loved every second of it. It, it was, was good to stick it to the Rossies at the end because they were getting <laughs> very animated. They're sickening the show, aren't they? They're an awful show. They're an awful show. I always, they got very thick as yeah. well. Like, we actually like, talked about this the weekend. They've landlocked. They've got this arrogance about them as well. This is a hell of a garage show. Okay. Supermax, yeah, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> garage, just fine. Garage are in boil as well. Like, we got off the subject again. Yeah. Garage and boil, yeah. Oh, yeah, sorry, left hand side, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, <laughs> no, it was brilliant. It was just it was just fantastic. And I know the work that's gone in with the management team and all that, so um, it was brilliant. And for like I said, at uh, interview with Mitchell, Mitch, Mitchell, <laughs> Grant Mitchell, uh, Mitch, <laughs> the, I was for the likes of Pat the Cash, Pat the Coin, like, he's he's around that development squad's a long, long time, like, so. Rewards, finally, and the semi-final in two weeks' time, and you were saying you heard it was long for it. I, heard, I was told it was Tullamore after the game, but... It's hard to take it for that one, wouldn't it? Well, I'd say it'll be on 1500 again. Yeah. I'd say so, wouldn't it? Yeah. Well, maybe it's, it's a, if it's in Tullamore, we could make it the 5000, would it? Gee, you better get a ticket on you enough then, I'd say. Well, it's going to yeah. be a big interest. We'll go, oh, we'll, we'll have a podcast throw uh, trip, will we? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you Is, that'd be nice. We could, if it was in Tullamore too, we could take the at-loan route. And stop the Ross Carmel on the way back. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> done. Done. <laughs> Chef Kebab, we're coming. Chef uh, <laughs> in Longford, we can still go to Ross Carmel. We're going to Chef Kebab. So that's, Ross, you're driving us. <laughs> um, I'm not agreeing to that. <laughs> we'll get a drive. Anyone, uh, anyone want to drive us to the All Ireland Final? And we'll, we'll get them a ticket. Yeah, we'll get you a ticket. Roadies. Um, like Roadies. We'll do a, a kebab and we'll do a, a podcast uh, on the road podcast for you guys, a live show. <laughs> But no, it was great, and let's look forward to that in two weeks' time. Um, Chow Chapal is back this week, the senior and Pow! Yeah. Pow! <laughs> Chow is back. Uh, senior. Well, no, for to go into that, actually, the league finals are played at the weekend in uh, adult men's GA. Um, Tour de Strand won Division 1 again. I don't know how many that's now. I think it could be the same as the league. As I think low, it was a low-scoring game. 6-4 now. Saturday was fucking wild. Jeez, did well to get a game going ahead. Yeah, the Parks in good condition now. 6-4. So, I don't know, yeah. What you say? I, I, I obviously didn't see the game or anything, but 6 4 and that. <laughs> War of attrition, I suppose. But look, the bet, um, Malash in the Kieran Cup final three weeks ago by 4 14 to 5 points or something. So, good for uh, Malash heading into the intermediate championship. The funny thing about them playing intermediate championship, you know who they're playing in the first round? Tour de Strand's intermediate team. <laughs> So interesting. They'll be sick of the side of them this that's this weekend, so I'll go into that in a minute. Um sent Farnan shocked Curry, I'd say, Division One, Division Two. Um I don't know when the last time Farnan's up in Division One League, but big one for them. They're a very young team. Um wonder coaches this night, Gary Gilligan. Uh, he's lives in Strand Hill. Cockney Gary. Um good man. Um three, twelve to eleven points against Curry. Now I know Red Oak wasn't playing a few and Curry had a few out. But still, a good win for them. And the Bunnies won the Division 3. They bet Clune and Cool. Uh, Clune and Cool leading in half time, but Bunnaden, who were the favourites, came through in the end there. That's Bunnaden's first thing there. It is, yeah. And it's Clune Cool's first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, they're up to Division 2 next year. Uh, all the relegation games were called off. No. A few waterlogged pitches. There was a few waterlogged <laughs> It's waterlogged! There was any chance! Um, Mary's played their intermediate or their relegation final yesterday. Remember, because Gary Harry was on to us. Yeah, he was, yeah. He couldn't play. They bet Shamrock Hill's second team. It was Mary's second as well, sorry. So, and. Uh, Calder was, was called off yeah. with a waterlogged pitch in Scarden. 
and there was something else called off as well. I just don't have my notes to hand here. I'm embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, senior championship starts this weekend. We're gonna have give, uh, you're gonna give a few predictions, Marty. You've been yeah. you've been brushing up on each. You've gone around each club. I have, yeah. Training, I've gone around chatting games. to chatting to a good few people now around the county. So I'm. How many games is there this weekend? We have eight games down for decision between senior. I I'd be disappointed if I don't get six. Okay. If uh, I don't get six, we'll have Ross doing it next week. We'll run, <laughs> <laughs> we'll run through the fixtures first uh, in Group One. These games are seven o'clock now. Calaris uh, Hill versus Cody St. Joseph's, that's in the park. Uh, St. Mary's versus Curry, that's in Alpaca Park, uh, also known as Nasa Dow Park in, in Kalani's home pitch. I look forward to going there again. Uh, two seven o'clock starts here. Group two, I've got the four o'clock starts. They agreed to that. Tour de Strand play Shamrock Gales, uh, that's in Cash. And Drumcliff Ross's Point, last year's finalist, play Giva at four o'clock, that's in Connolly Park. In Division 2, then, also on Saturday. Oh, sorry, in the Intermediate, Group 2 on Saturday. Castle Connor versus St. John's and Eastkey Bunnaladden. And then Group Why would I say Group 2 for Group 1? And Group 1 on Sunday, then, it's Enniscrone versus Harps. So Harps down in Intermediate first time in a long time. And Torla Strand versus St. Malosh Gales. I know, you're right to them chronologically there now. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, exciting, exciting. It's good that the club football back. And I don't know I don't know what kind of crowds we'll have in, I presume. I'm going to try and stink into a couple of games this weekend. Yeah, and you're as many as you can't. Well, I won't get to. I might get a few intermediate games. Um, we're going to get predictions now, working in a second. The, yeah. two, the reason the two, the um, Tour de Strand and Shamrock Gales game and Truncliffe and Gaver on a four, I think it's for the few all around final for people to watch it. Uh, that's at six, Dublin Mayo. Okay, uh, yeah. There was talk of ours getting changed, and we had agreed to it, but it's no big difference, I'd like. <sighs> I kind of want, I want <laughs> to watch that match, but... Um, I, I think Mio, not to go off the, the beaten tracker, I think Mio, I hope Mio win and then lose the final. Well, fuck for me, we're playing Westport Saturday night. We're trying to get them up here now with that match. Nah, yeah. oh, oh, yeah. Rugby team for Mio up for the Dave Nairn same <laughs> final. Okay, predictions, Ronan. Crystal Ball, right. Mystic Meg. Shout at me. Senior, Group 1. Kulara versus Callery in the park. Oh, that's a torn loyalty. What here would you sitting across from me in my home I club? I don't care what you say. I hope uh, you <coughs> I'd say it'll be a draw. Draw. Jeez, that's a bold one if I want to get six out of eight, but yeah, I'll go draw. <laughs> Fence, mate, will you? <laughs> no, yeah. I, I like to draw on that one now. I think. Mary's Curry in Alpaca Park. In Alpaca Park. Uh, Mary's and Curry. Uh, Curry, intermediate champions just up. Mary's one of the favourites. Yeah, I, I think I, I fancy Mary's by two to three points in that game. I think Curry give a good showing on themselves. I'd say they were feeling a weaker team there last week in that league final. You know? Maybe so. Curry, uh, so you say Mary's by two. Okay, group two. Tour de Strand, Shamrock Hills, Kevin Brenny, Park Kish. Yeah, I'm going to go against the apple grain here and say Torres Strand to win by six or seven. Right, Do you know, go for the underdog, uh, underdogs in that game. They were supposed to play in the league last Monday and it was suspiciously called off and they're meeting each other in championship now to be said. So, so you're going for tour and final game in senior this weekend, group two, to Cliff Ross's point and Giva. Um, oh yeah, Giva. I, uh, I fancy Giva to cause a shock at some stage in the championship this season, but it won't quite be this weekend. So I'll, I'll take DRP there by four. The RP by four. Right, okay. That's senior. So a draw in Clara Callery. Mary's by two. And Mary's Curry in group two. Torres Strand by six. Dunkliff by four. Right, keep you this. <laughs> we'll make a tweet of this as well. So you're super, yeah, super yeah. accountable. Well, uh, I assume I'm just calling the winner of the game. I'm only trying to score lines for, <laughs> for. I don't know why, but. Um, what the fuck? Sorry, it's got a photo sent to me by someone there. There's a, there's a cake being sent to Skarden with the picture of the winning team on the pitch. Miners. <laughs> 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 I wonder if it's a jumper cake. Will there be a slice? <laughs> yeah, I wonder. <laughs> Keep 
slice for me. Keep What's the abbreviation for that? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that's a nice touch for the miners' driving training. Okay. Uh, um, off the beaten track again there. Sorry. Okay, Marty, going intermediate. Yes. You've been scouting out the... I went to, yeah, I did a lot of my research there in the lower leagues. I, yeah. you know, I'm looking forward to when the junior kicks off then next week. You know? That's a big one next week. Mm. Pats are in action and the boys. Uh, <laughs> intermediate group two on Saturday will start so. Castle Connor versus Johns. Oh, tough one. Um, I would say uh, Castle Connor are rolling well from what I hear, so I'm going to say Castle Connor, right. uh, Castle Connor by four. It's Castle a, Connor by four. Yeah. Take the Johns and Jamie Donegan Park. Okay, and um, Sea Blues versus the Bunnies. Eastkey versus Bunnaden. Oh, geez, that's, that game's got draw written all over it, but uh, I'm going to go with Eastkey in that one by two. Eastkey to upset the apple cart. Eastkey yeah. by two. Okay, and finally, um, Group 1 in Intermediate on Sunday, and a strong kick last for Eastern Harps. Um, yeah, that'd be that'd be a good, good game as well. And it's going to roll well as well, from what I hear from my sources now out there. But no, I'm going to take Harps there by... Four. Harris by four. Source uh, Ross Donovan, managing Harps, of course. Yeah. You a few sources out and used to work in Waterpoint out there for a summer. I did, yeah. I, I did a summer in Waterpoint there, right, yeah. Myself, Declan Rouse got me sorted with a job out there when I was uh, playing under 16 Gaelic, so. Um. <laughs> <laughs> right, last game. Tour de Strand, Intermediate versus Malosh. Ah, no, look, you have to go with Malosh here. That's, yeah. that's the easiest one in a week. Malosh, uh, senior team by eight. Lost by eight. Right, good predictions. Thank you, Rona. We'll come back to them next week and hopefully we'll get your six out of eight and we'll be reviewing next week's as well. Okay, I'll just give you, before we go on the GA front, uh, the odds were releasing Paddy Power this morning for the senior championship. So, Tour de Strand are the favourites of four to nine on. This is a lot of games to win, like, but look, they're going for the sexy six. Uh, Tubber, second phase, 15 to two. Tubber, second phase? Yeah. Calera Strandhill and Mary's coming in next joint at 9 to 1 each. Mm-hmm. DRP, 11 to 1. Kalani Mullerina, 14 to 1. Kobe Adar, Kors, That's, a big price, yeah, That's yeah. an each way bet. Uh, Callery St. Joe's, 16 to 1. Shamrock Hills, 20 to 1. Also a good price. They could very easily come out of that group. Um, Curry, 25 to 1. And Giba down at 50s. Oh, if I was having we flutter there now, I might go. I might split it up. I might have. Uh, £2.50 on um, Mary's at nines and £2.50 on, on Kalani down at 14s. Yep. That'd, be, that'd be where my my small money would be going on, yeah. Very good. Although I'd say there's people around the town absolutely pining in the tortoise round. <laughs> Four to nine yeah. to win a, but, whole, whole, a, a whole championship. A, a friend of the podcast, um, Mr. McGowan, he used to just back Dublin. He's, for the last two or three years, he'd be putting a, a double on Dublin and tortoise round for, from about May on. Just sticking a tenner on it each week and it just tied up, tied up, tied up. Okay. Do you know? So Well, look, it hasn't done him any disservice t- the last <laughs> no, five, no. six years. Anyway, that's for sure. Right. That was enjoyable, Gia. Um, we'll go to you next, Marty, with our football. Murty, all is not well up Churchill Road. No, uh, it's not, Adrian. It's not. It definitely isn't. Very disappointing now Saturday night. Um, started well again. Thought the first 20 minutes probably should have been a call. I actually haven't seen, I, I was there at the game, so I haven't actually seen any replays yet. But uh, thought we could have been a couple up after the first 20, 25 minutes. Uh, Harps came with a plan uh, to put as many men behind the ball as they could, play for a draw, and train hits on the break, which... In, well, they scored a goal. No, I have seen the replay of the goal. The goal, it definitely looked like a push on John Mann. I don't know if they're going off John's head or was it the big lad for um, Harps. But uh, probably more disappointing was 
they didn't really show much reaction after the goal. They didn't, it was only until the board went up for 90 minutes that we actually created an ending in the second half. Yeah. And your man makes it unreal save at the end from, I think it was Game Mark Byrne who came on. But yeah, it was just very, after they scored, now I know like with them, they're always going to end up putting people behind the ball. But it was just very pedestrian. We didn't look like, you know, I thought Figueroa probably looked the biggest threat, although people seem to disagree reading the reaction online. Uh, I thought when we got the ball to him, it looked like he might actually do something. You know, at least he tries to beat a player, whereas I don't know, a lot of players were taking the safe option last night, which I think frustrated a lot in the crowd. It's, it's crazy since the crowds have come back. Like it's, I've seen Rovers winning Longford now. I think I've watched <laughs> four games in showgrounds since the last time we won them. You know, so... Yeah, it's, I don't know if the crowd hit. I, I don't think the crowd should be hindering. A bit, yeah. but it shouldn't be hindering anyways, but like the reaction on social media, now I know this happens anyways after the defeat and after the court defeat, it's... It's way over the top. I it is, does, yeah, yeah. I think it's, it's crazy. So I'm from yeah. old men. It's true, yeah. <laughs> but uh, whatever about you know, like the cork defeat can happen. You think of it as a hangover after your being game. But yeah. that result, very. You know, it was very worrying the other night. Now you know it was such a good chance to get out of the rut. Like if you look at the league table now, like we're especially Bowles losing the water. Bowles losing that gap's going to ten points. If you like, not that you nearly wrap it up, but like Bowles are involved in Europe now. Mm. Like you look at everybody else below. Like I mean, even you'd be pushing yourself fourteen points ahead of Dundalk. You know, as it stands, we're seven ahead of Bowles with the same amount of games played. Seven ahead of Derry and eight ahead of Drodden. Drodden and Derry have both played two the more dog games. The starting to click a wee bit, are they? A wee, like, although they got hammered then I by know. Pats. Yeah, I yeah, obviously. It's, but, yeah, uh, they're your, it's, just, it's, it's such a good opportunity to get away from them teams. You know, again, Shams, Well, especially if Dundalk qualify this week and Bowles qualify. qualify yeah, yeah. And then you have another, they have another two games. Backlog. Like. I mean, we're down to play Bowles on Sunday. I don't know whether they're planning on playing it if they go through or not. Um, I think they are planning to play it yeah. as far as I know. There's just a little spark missing, is there? Like there's just one, something, One yeah. result could, like, and that maybe should have came Saturday night, could just lift it again. Like, yeah, we're kind um, of saying that, I suppose, for probably maybe for the first half of the season, the bounce of the ball went with us, whereas, uh, you know, we weren't, except for the Bowls game, we weren't hammering teams, you know, any of the teams we weren't hammering, so. Um, it's just a little bit worrying, as I say, like that, like that, that's just, it just seems like three points really dropped now. You know, you're still in a position where if we won on Saturday, we're only six points off Sharms with a game in hand, who again fucking scored in... 90 plus whatever the fuck they scored in. apologies for the language it's, it's obviously fr- it still frustrates me watching it even though I don't think we'd win the league I, you know you still kind of have the, the hope that they would drop points but again look they scored again in the 95th minute so. just, well look I know they're sick in the shower but yeah. when a team keeps doing that they keep doing it yeah, say, yeah. I no I think I, I liked Buckley had his, in, in his after, I thought he actually spoke well after the game I haven't probably seen as much of the managers in, you know in the old prior to the League of Ireland TV switching from RTE, you used to see the managers quite That's a bit. That's true, yeah. But yeah, you don't yeah, actually yeah, see yeah, them yeah. as much now. But I thought he actually spoke well after the game. I just, there was something just lacking there. I'd, it's hard to put your finger on it, but... They need a striker. They need a striker, They need yeah. someone to just... Yeah, like, to put them and on. Even like, um, but even like... Even an anti-Elding type, I'm going to say. Yeah, so just, just a fella who nearly not involved in the game too much and just... Yeah, finishes a chance, or and like you know, I know, I know people were probably giving out about Romeo Parks the other day, but like, I mean, he didn't. The service up to him and Johnny Kenny was brutal. Like, you know, Johnny came off after about sixty minutes. I might have thought about leaving him on the pitch. I think. Well, when when you need a goal. Yeah, I needed a goal, and probably could have done with his pace up there. But um, like the Vries came on, he probably didn't have a whole. Again, the service wasn't was it great. It was just very frustrating watching it because for the six or seven minutes that was played on, you know, he really looked like scoring, and then they got a yeah, man. Yeah. Like if you got them enough, they had probably five five lads booked by. 70 minutes, you're only at one of them sent off, yeah. you know. Well, that's um, disappointing now. Um, but look, there's 15 league games left. It's there is, look, and look, it, it's still, as I've said it to you all year, you know, even when we were going well, it's all about getting Europe, finishing third, guarantee yourself, especially now that we're out of the cup, you yeah. just have to make sure you've, because it is a year where 
the likes of Dundalk or Bowes who are behind us could win the cup. So you need to make sure you finish third. Do you know? easily. Um, sorry, I was going to say, I, I, I ate my lunch in, in Tallow Stadium Car Park last week oh. in Dublin. Uh, remember when I was pretending I was on a flight to Dublin Airport? Oh, I was in the car park. Yeah, that's, I was actually in Tallow Stadium. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, yeah, disappointing. Um, the Bowes game hasn't been confirmed. Yeah, I, as far as I'm aware, like, yeah. they're, they're going ahead with it, but okay. I, I yeah. think but if I they win, that could be a whole If they win, it could, it could hold it. Now, they did play last week in between. They got beat so by Waterford, Waterford last week. Yeah, yeah so I, maybe the plan is to keep playing them like, at this stage when you go so far. Like, you can't really keep calling off games. No, because so. how long does the season go on for them? Yeah, I don't mind the one in between the first game and the second game, but, yeah. like, you know, after this now, you're just making a fortune, so... Yeah, okay. Uh, jealous of the other clubs in your own, to be honest. But that's Rovers were there and didn't, didn't perform, I suppose, and haven't performed since. So no. a, win, a return to win away is, is badly, badly needed there. Uh, with Swiss Junior Soccer, Marty, um, the league season is going to start on the 29th. Yeah, with well, the weekend and the of fixtures the 27th, are out, actually. I believe. 26th? Well, sorry, it's the weekend of the 29th of August. Oh, sorry, 27th. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so, the, yeah, it's actually um, it's going to be like, uh, it's actually going to be good for a man that wants to watch football this year, I think, because. I, uh, spread it all over the weekend. Spread out all over the weekend. So yeah, just I just run through the fixtures for the first weekend. Um, in the Super League on Friday night, Strand Celtic will play MCR under the lights there in Strand in the Strand Zero as they call it. And Zero, yeah. Uh, Country United will be playing Real Tubber uh, seven fifteen. That'll probably be the first competitive game. McSherry, the, McSherry, the new McSherry opens. Yeah. Wow. And then Ballymotor at home to Manor. Kendi right? be brought in the throne for that with a, with a fur coat on him. Um, so, yeah, Bally, I didn't realise Ballymotor lights, but they must do if they're playing at 7.15 on the 27th. Yeah, they got August. electricity there in 2013. <laughs> 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 or Ballymotor listeners won't uh, like that. Who are they playing, sorry? Uh, they are playing Manor at home okay. on 7... Yeah, so that's on Friday. Then on Sunday, still in the Super League, Cliffley take on Arrow Harps, on a Celtic play Carberry, and Merville play Ballas Adair. And then on the Saturday night, out in Drummahair, you have Drummahair against the new club from the league, Valley Rovers. I seen them train. I was out at my daughter's uh, under-12 game in Giva last week, and Valley Rovers were obviously training on the other Gaelic pitch in Giva, the one they don't really use anymore. Um, I, was, I, was having, I was like, who are they? And I realised. And then when I was leaving, I turned back. I left Giva, I turned back, and it says, welcome to Giva, or to say that, the home of Valley Rovers. <laughs> yeah. So it's brilliant. Yeah, it's great. Great, it's great. To see. great. Great to, to see. see. Yeah, so that's actually two new teams. Drumahair only came back into the league last year. Um, so Drumahair and Valley Rovers, that's Saturday, 28th August, quarter past seven. And St. John's will be at home to Carrick. I assume that's down in the Astro and Cleaver. Then on Sunday in the Premier League, you've Kalani at home to Ballygally, Glenview against Ennis Groan. Ben Bullabin against uh, our second favourite team in the league, Chaffield United, and uh, Gertrude Celtic versus Carl Rebo. So, yeah, yeah, that's the weekend of the 27th, 28th, and 29th of August. So. Exciting. Yeah, not that long forward, to go. Not no, that long to go. getting a few of them. Um, who will win the Premier Division? The Premier Division? John's Ooh. like a fair one, would it? Uh, I'd say you're probably your favourites there. Clanny are flying in pre-season. Yeah. They got interrupted in that cup with the COVID. They started their well last season as well. I'd say you're looking between Colliery, Clanny, Glenview. I forget our Colliery, like Griffin's a big boost for Colliery. Oh yeah, Colliery, yeah. I think Colliery, Colliery won that um, cup, the pre-season cup. Um, so I'd say you're probably looking at Colliery, Glenview, Clanny and... Um, Just named the whole league out there. St. John's. Well, that's four they, teams. They all so have a chance. That's four teams. That's and four teams. who did you say Carberry are starting with, sorry? Carberry are away to Arna first day. Okay. Be, that's 29th of August. I'd, I'd say Arna would be very Gaelic pending. Mm, not too they are at this one time. I know Strand, but them 10 at, in, during the cup but yeah that's exciting times looking forward to that and I suppose we'll be back next week maybe with more football yeah we might do a wee preview before that week. we will we will, yeah, we will. we'll, we'll, we'll get we'll get a few a preview and a few predictions okay we'll come back with we'll rugby he's made five six seven yards the great bullock of a man this <laughs> Neil Jenkins Roscoe how's all Hamilton Park on the rugby front 
Adrian, delighted to say we've finally made it back onto the paddock. Uh, we went down there to the, the Monavay grounds uh, last Saturday. The Monavay mongrels. <laughs> and uh, it, was, it was good to be back. So first challenge game. Um, you gave them a good tanking, yeah? Yeah, we put a few points on them, all right. Um, wasn't really keeping account of the score now, but it was fairly comfortable enough. 49 nil. Yeah, <laughs> you don't have to be so nice. <laughs> something like that, yeah, something like that. Um, so it, it was good. Um, Monavay were physical, abrasive, hardy old forwards, but we just had a bit too much class in the, in the back line. Now, in fairness, like that was their junior 1A team who played in the same division as our seconds team, playing okay. against our senior yeah. team. So we, like, we know it was our, you know, we are two divisions above them. But that said, no, the team was very much half our seconds and, and half of our, you know, uh, in theory, first team. So... We, you know, we were by no means at full strength. Um, now, they weren't at full strength either. But look, a good hit out, uh, better than any training session. Just good for the lads after no contact for a long time. And thankfully, no injuries, which was the big one. That is the big one, isn't it? Yeah. As like I look, said to you earlier, it's a game of luck. The injuries, really, it's, you can't... Yeah, just look going to happen. All the, all the teams that are going back, like even in professional, semi-professional, like there's, there's big injuries. Like it's going to happen. You know, it's just fingers crossed. You need, need a bit of luck. But the boys are all pretty sore, but, you know, happy to be back in there. Um, some good performances. Um, Guilherme Coghetto had a good game at fullback. Luke Hodge came in from the in from the cold, the ghost as we like to call him. Why and, is that? Uh, now? He's never there. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. He's never there. <laughs> but the ghost came on and uh, he scored an absolute belter of a crossfield kick, ran the length of the pitch, better fella. But his all round game was good. Big tackles. Good in the air, like just he's a really good player now, Luke. Yeah. So hopefully now that'll be. Uh, I heard Philip Carter a big game, did he? Carter was probably man of the match. Yeah, he okay. just anytime he got on the ball, he was dangerous. He was stepping fellas for fun. Um, he's picking up where he left off last yeah, year. Yeah, so. like he finished the season in form, and he's looking to be in the exact same form starting the season as well. So one of the most dangerous wingers in the league. So we'll just be looking to get the ball into his hand as well. Um, so he he was very good. Look, the fours were good, really pleasing. Um, we had a couple of young fellas playing their first game for the for the senior team. Eddie Coyle came in. He was out injured for a year. A very promising young prop. Um, he he got through. He got through a lot of work. Um, scrummaged well. Uh, young Stephen Doyle out of Summerhill. He actually hadn't played a game in three years. So like, I mean, for he, a young for a young fella, for a young fella, he came in and played um, played the last twenty minutes of loose head and went pretty good. Uh, Damien Cullen, who we seem to have been speaking about since the very early days of this He's podcast. around a long time for an 18-year-old now. He seems to be around a long time. <laughs> he does, but he actually finally... Played an adult game. Played an adult game. Like, so I was just laughing. Like, he kind of, when he came out of his first scrum, I'd say he thought he was back in his mother's native land of, of Cuba. <laughs> the, 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 the stars were, were, were shining. Um, he got a lesson of He got a lesson adult. in his first scrum now. So he, and he, he did say after the match, because lads, I've never pushed before in a scrum like this. He's a big man, so he never had to do any work. So... The, the, the wily grizzled uh, Monavay prop was uh, salivating all summer at the top of uh, scrummaging down. Fresh and, uh, meat. Fresh meat. So uh, Damien, uh, it, was a, it was a good experience for him and a, a good learning curve. And then we'd, uh, Adam Fox came on and played as well. Tight head and uh, did, did right in the scrum. And Jacob Fleming came on and, and played, played uh, scrum half there. So good ships from all the young fellas. Um, and good to have all the other lads back as well. Ross Hickey had a good game. Sean Wynn and, and James O'Hare. Played in the back row there instead of his usual hooking position, so given plenty of options right. for Simon Galvin to um, ponder Interesting. ahead of our, our big return to senior rugby, this week, the Connacht Senior League this Saturday. It's happening this weekend. Big double header in Hamilton Park. Um, our AIL, the lads are playing the seniors. First 15 are playing against Buccaneers at 2.30. Okay. Um, and then our development team, which is our, our, our second uh, 15, is playing against uh, Westport at 5 o'clock, so... 
You'll get good value for your money in Hamilton Park this Jesus, Saturday. Yeah, live sports and it's all and around. There's talk of Koha is coming out to do food, and we've coffees as well. So Very good. I'll get to the first game anyways, definitely. Two, two, yeah. King ba- two Kings bar hires have been engaged um, to, to discuss um, right. the sale of, 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 of alcohol. So it's a festival of rugby happening and, and drinks and food. All and within the uh, allowed um, permissions. Very good. So, yeah, it'd be great if anyone's down there, come along. Um, yeah. It'd be great to see everyone. The boys would be delighted to see a crowd again. So but mainly it's, it's about getting back on the competitive rugby. Yeah, so again. look, the crack is like just the AAL starting in October. Like, we, we would have been fairly loaded, ready to go for this senior league in the last couple of seasons. Yeah. Um, a lot of turnover in the, in the obviously new coaching team coming in and, uh, you know, a lot of players coming into the squad. So, you know, we're, we're quite happy. Um, we will be, you know, the, the, the big focus is getting the bodies right, getting, you know, the structures in place and really, really, really being ready for that first uh, AIL game early October. So it'll be exciting to get back now. As I said yeah, to the boys, yeah. I felt like it was three off seasons in a row, like just all the admin and all the mess. And so it's good to finally get back into the, the important stuff. So Definitely. other announcements, um, Guilherme Cogetto, our, our, our fullback, Brazilian fullback, has been appointed the ladies head coach. Um, so this is a position we've been trying to fill for, for quite a bit of time and we're delighted to have someone of the calibre of uh, Guilherme. He's uh, good pedigree in. for that job. Yeah, he does. Well, he's actually, he's, he's been down in Connacht um, with Ross Mannion, who's the, 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 the Connacht ladies' senior coach and, and Guy has gone in and he's doing uh, video analysis, but he's also jumping in as well and um, he's been quite good with the, um, the skills development as well. So he, he's, he's going to be great. He brings a lot of enthusiasm. He's helping out in Summerhill as well underages and he's, he's a bit of a legend already in the local circle so very good he'll bring good energy to that team which is a new team and need that enthusiasm yeah. and he's he's a perfect man nice bit of experience there to bring in as well the like international rugby player to yeah 100 percent. like so just any any ladies out there that listen to the show if you're in the the 20 of females that listen to it from our demographic 20 percent, yeah I, it's about that it's, it's rising it is rising oh, very good the, very the good. female audience is rising in the, in the, Sligo the ladies podcast. love us <laughs> so um, yeah, it's 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 basically the senior team will be for anyone who's never played before, anyone that wants to play from other sports, um, or if you've played a bit of ball as well, Guy will cater to all of your needs. Very good. What else? Um, you know, just a shout out to the couple of lads from the rugby club involved with the um, the GAA minor squad there. Yeah, Ronan O'Hare, uh, Robert O'Kelly Lynch, he's, and uh, Ben Colley. Ben Colley's one of the he's, he's, yeah, he's on the extended panel. Ben he plays rugby as well. Yeah, yes. I was saying to you, O'Hare, I, I was asking where he plays in rugby. Look, I'm not 100 percent sure, but like you'd, you'd imagine he'd be a busy number seven, would he? Wasp on the pitch again. He's brilliant. He's, uh, he's I've seen him a good few times now. I really, he's I really, I really, I really like him. I re- yeah, I really like him. Yeah. Uh, what else have we got? There? Your beloved Lions, Ross. The Lions, yeah. It's over. It's over. The dream, dream is, is over. gone. <laughs> Up in flames. I was actually kind of happy for it to finish. To be honest with you, um, and she went ahead. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think it should have gone ahead because it gave us something to watch and talk about and. Um, other sports are going ahead behind closed doors. Mm. Olympics are going behind closed doors. Like, just why not? You know, I know you're saying the love of the game and it's been over sensationalized and will green. Well, all that stuff about the immortality, immortality yeah. the wind is immortality. No but one gives a fuck, Sky really. Like, yeah, 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 like, yeah, You know, but it's. Uh, but I hate the way it's done that. It's ruined it. Like, it not they're over pumping up the nostalgia. Like, did um, what's his name? What's the Welsh fellow's name? Quinell. Yeah, Scott Quinell was at some rugby club. Yeah, he's gone around the country. And like this massive stuff. speech. Uh, yeah. This this ten minutes like fucking. Choreographed speech about yeah, you. Like, if you went to the, you, yeah, you'd yeah, be giants that's... and all this. Piss yeah. off, man. Yeah. Sorry, no. I'm <laughs> stamping. I just don't. I didn't agree with this. Year. I just didn't feel it this year anyways at all. Yeah. No. Look, it's just. But uh, on the pitch, it was pitch, poor it was, as well. It was. Uh, it was. It was. It was horrible. Like it was just that. Like we, I had a lot of. I do. Like Razzy Erasmus, you know, probably one of the best coaches in the world. Um, still, World Cup, Lions Series winning, but 
the way he went about it now for the second test. Do you think like, he's tarnished himself a wee bit? I think he definitely has tarnished himself, and he's and I, he's definitely um, there'll be big fines and sanctions now, like, because what they did really uh, flipped up the rule book in terms of referee engagement. And I know, like you say, oh, it's like you kind of go on about how you respect the referees in rugby, and like you know you're over yeah, the top, yeah. you're so proud of it. But like, you, the ref, anyone who ever comes out against the referees in post matches or in columns always get dealt with. And this wasn't just like a comment or two. Like this was like an hour and five minutes of a <laughs> rant on, 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 on uploaded online. So like, he didn't just like, you know. But it was, like, it was well, it was very strategically done and thought out. So what was the end, the like, end goal? Just was, to win the series, like. Yeah, well, just to, just basically goal focused. Like what does yeah. he do right now? I'm trying to win the, the, the But what series. does he come up with? I'm just like, I'm thinking like, Robbie works up in three years time. Obviously he's yeah. a bigger thing. So what's, what's the plan for that? Like, I know. That's what like, I mean. Yeah. In the Chasing the Sun documentary, his big thing was right. No matter who they were playing, how do we find a way to hate them? Oh, there you go. That, that's what he does. Like so siege mentality. Siege mentality. That's what he does. Like every week when they're playing the Japanese, like the nicest nation, they were the host, they were growing. <laughs> a the bunch game. of lads. He was just like the thing was in the coaches' meeting. He's like, how do we hate these people? How do we find a way to hate them? And he brought up some ridiculous thing about the way they painted dressing rooms or something, <laughs> or some in, <laughs> obscure thing that the, the Japanese had done. They're too nice, so I hate them for being too nice. So, but that's Razzie's attitude. It's win at all costs, I suppose. But. Um, he really turned that second test into the worst match of rugby I've ever watched in my life. The really? third test was a little bit better. But um, yeah, the second match, the referees overinterpreted everything. I didn't watch the second match. So, like, I don't know. I think like, and Nigel Owens was on a, a podcast the other day. Now, his referee commentary is I'm not fully gone on it either. Like, you know, it's a different mix. But what he said is he felt that they're overusing technology in rugby, right? Yeah. He said, now every single decision is going uh, for marginal calls, it's going to the technology, right? Yeah. And his analogy in this was, right, if you are at one skyscraper and looking at another skyscraper and there's a tightrope between them, okay, right. if you are walking across the tightrope, you're going to use all your energy and concentration to make sure you don't fall off, right? If you have a safety net underneath you, you're just going to fucking bomb through it and know that you're comforted, that you're going to fall into a safety net. So therefore, you're not going to put the same effort into crotching the tightrope. Right. So he felt that technology is a, is, is a safety net. For who, for who, though? For, for the referees? The pitch, okay, yeah. So okay, he said, okay, listen, okay, okay, look, yeah. I'm going to just kind of get this decision right. I know I'm backed up here by the, yeah, by yeah. the, by the, the TV anyway. Really, they can't get anything wrong, really. Yeah, so that's what he said. They, they don't pride themselves as much in their decision yeah, and yeah, they're not yeah. using their instincts. That's because good, they, good point. So he said, basically, if you just go to the side or captain's review that you can go to technology three times or something yeah. or, or he said that basically... That's in rugby league, isn't it? Yeah, it's in rugby. They tried to bring it in in the rugby union as well and they might bring it back in as the Leinster were using it. It was in the, the Pro 12 or whatever the effect. The Rainbow Cup Yeah, one. the Rainbow Cup. But um, he just said basically if only for like absolute key point moments that you could use the technology, not going back seven phases to see a forward pass. Yeah. You know, he just said, you're there deal with it, get the support from you guys in the sideline and only use it one or two or three times. Yeah, there has to be some human error. Let, like, let it yeah. flow, let it flow. But that line, sec it was like, well, rugby's two 40-minute games. It was like 105 minutes together the whole match. Like it was and I, as I said to you earlier, um, even the decision for the South African trial with six minutes aside and then yeah, the ref goes no, out. Let's six minutes. Yeah, let's, no, look, let's take our time with this. He goes, yeah. like, they already had... And but you know what else as well? Sorry, you know, the South Africans are cute old hers as well. Like, they control the TV cameras, right? So they were absolutely puck acting with the with the with the angles for the for the South African <laughs> incidents, and they were delaying the footage as well. And then they'd keep showing the try part, which was like you know a clear grounding, yeah, but not yeah, going back yeah. to the knock on. So they're up to all sorts. I of actually tries. watched uh, 
Saturday's game on Supersport, yeah. the Slavkin channel, because yeah, yeah. I got so sick of Sky Sports. Yeah. Supersport's unreal. For, any, for anyone like PTV, Supersport, yeah. there's 13 I, I channels. Brilliant, 13 yeah. channels of sports that are African with everything on it. Yeah, but anyways, I use that. It's unreal. So look, yeah, I watched that on Supersport, so I didn't notice that. I, yeah. I was probably looking at the cameras there. Yeah, up so up they, they were cute enough. To brilliant, and then, brilliant. And then, like, look, obviously, like, Razzie is a water boy as well on the pitches. Like, he was in behind the goal. He's not even the coach anymore. No, he's not the technical. He still is the main man. Your man, Jacques, is the main coach. But then just a it off with the Lions, very tight test series. Uh, South Africa were behind in everything possession, stats, gain lines, turnovers, penalties. But uh, just know how to win, though. They had that moment, they got a, they got a break of a ball, and Cheslin Kobe did what he did and took his moment, just like he did in the World Cup final as well. But the Lions had two chances. Liam, Liam Williams, it was a 2v1, passed the ball, that's f- at least five points, and then also Tom Curry yeah, had a yeah. bit of a brain fart. It was 10-3 at that time when he curried on it, wasn't yeah. it? And no, it was just before the half-time, like they could have gone... Oh, sorry, 10-6, like sorry. Six or yeah, something, yeah, it could have been, yeah, like, yeah, you know, yeah, 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 and then yeah. the Lions would have been in a better position, but then Tom Curry had a, a bad moment as well, um, and that was it, like, so that was it, it all boiled down to that. Two moments the Lions didn't take, the Lions took their one chance. Right, that's the Lions for another four Don't years. Anyways. Back in Australia in four years. Right, we'll, 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 we'll be there, we'll be there. <laughs> okay, right, Ross, enjoy that, enjoy that Lions chat, yeah. And the rest of rugby, best of luck Saturday in Hamilton Park. And good stuff, yeah. Yep. Okay, we're going to be back with our correspondence. Good few letters in, lads, so let's get to it. Hello, my name is Mr. Burns. I believe you have a letter for me. Okay, Mr. Burns. Uh, what's your first name? I don't know. Okay, that's a few uh, texts and messages in uh, before we finish up. We'll get to them. Um, we'll go quick to you, Murty. What oh. have you got in front of us? Sorry. Sorry to put you in the spot there, did you? Yeah, um, no, I haven't. Um, I, there's one here for you, actually. Uh, Me? Will the minor semi-final and the moving of the All-Ireland final to accommodate the Tyrone camp play havoc with club fixtures? It could do, I suppose. I don't... Yeah, you know what was said on the pitch after um, that uh, second round challenge was going to be put back because of the minor game on? Um, the minor semi-final on so just the only thing is I suppose the first round is now for this weekend and the second round is now for the weekend the 21st, 22nd and they're going to be cancelled now and then it was a bye week but the hurling chance was due to start then so I don't know if they'll push everything back away because of the minor so you still get your bye week in football and the hurling starts the weekend after that but then they all are in football final has been pushed back because of their own I think that was the reason for the bye week in the football if you get what I mean yeah 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 um, so you I like look there's the only thing is, there's no time frame on finishing the championship, I, don't, I suppose, because um, the county season doesn't start technically in January again. Is there a provincial one this year? Clubs? There is, yeah, yeah, there is. I know that, but... Um, so the rest of them may all always be behind anyway, so... There will be, yeah, and that. Um, I don't think it will. I, look, I don't think Havoc is the word. Um, it, should be, it should be okay. Might cause a bit of movement. Movement. If pushed back a week, it's pushed back a week. But the only thing is, if it is pushed back a week and everything goes out a week, we have to call it this weekend and we won't have a game then for four weeks because we're due a bye against St Mary. Or we're due a bye the second week and then there's a week off and then we St Mary. So maybe things like that, like it's a lot. Playing the first round and then waiting four weeks is a bit of... Yeah, yeah and then you might play three and four weeks, you know. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's actually a good question. I, look, it's not going to be decided until the fixtures come out really so the CCC have to decide, but... Cutting the cutting, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> so this one's in for the three of us here, lads. Now, um, there's a few parts to this question. Um, so I'll, I'll break it down, sure. This is in from uh, Shady McGee. Uh, after the 10 days of commotion regarding a certain special envoy to the EU, I assume that's referring to Catherine Zabone, yeah, yeah. which previous guest on the pod would the lads choose as a special envoy? So I suppose she's what's her, what's her she special. She was over role? in the US, like a, was it like a nearly an ambassadorial what role? Is it that it is? Yeah, yeah. yeah. She, she was over, but she's she was New York based. Anyways, and the role is oh, right. in New York. So they said that 
and I'm not defending her, <laughs> <you know? laughs> yeah, yeah. but she was in New York. Sure. She had the experience, etc. Anyways, bringing people out for dinner and like, is it? Yeah, yeah. Gino was our man there. Ah, Gino was our man there. Yeah, we sent Gino over to New York. So next part of the question. Um, so basically, I've been walking these streets so long, <laughs> like a rhinestone cowboy. Oh, what was it? Uh, I'm just thinking of Gino with the cowboy, the midnight cowboy. Yeah. <laughs> You're one who where he goes over to be a, a man whore. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Do you want a movie? Or I like, know, I know what you're on about. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's talking about me. <laughs> Walking down, bro. <laughs> I didn't expect Gino and man who are doing the same sentence. <laughs> Go on, there's more to that question, is there? Uh, there is. I'm sorry, so basically, which hotel in Sligo would we host a private celebratory party? I assume that's again referring to Catherine Zabone. Yeah. And I suppose then the big question is, would it include a carvery? We won't go to the glasses anyway, because you can see in the fucking whole place. <laughs> yeah. Where's the best one? Hidden gems of rooms and hotels. The Riverside has some random Down below, rooms. don't they? Yeah. It does, actually, yeah, yeah. No one would think going to the Southern. And they do carvery, I believe, as well. Yeah. <laughs> well, that could double up, yeah. Actually, yeah. in fairness, yeah, if you went down, if you, there, there's two separate function rooms in the Southern. There is. So if you didn't to go to that right, main to the right or yeah, centre and to the yeah. left of the centre, there's actually the big main function room where the restaurant is on, and then there's a breakfast restaurant yeah. type room. Yeah. Into the, the breakfast restaurant, yeah. over a carvery. Which is the warm-up room. The is that our answer, yeah? Yeah, we're going to the Southern. The basement of the Southern will be there. Yeah. Sorry, I'm... Just off the phone a second. Uh, yeah, um, this was sent in random. Do any of you think everyone hates you the day after drinking, or are you normal? <laughs> That's about the fear, is it? The fear. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and if you do a podcast on the fear, I'd say. Yeah. <laughs> the fear is a real thing. Podcast. Yeah. Um, it, is. it is. It's a scientific fact. It is. Yeah. It's yeah. disgusting, really, isn't it? I would say I get it on the second day after rather yeah. than the first day after first day after you're still a bit happier with your antics the second day then that was that's yeah. what I told you about over in Australia the Aer Lingus Tuesday where you just or Emirates Tuesday you wanted to fly back to Ireland because you yeah. just had enough of that yeah. I had a Tuesday when we were in Grand Canary before yeah. I tried to, on a Wednesday I think we landed the Sunday the second year I went to the airport to try and get home <laughs> I wasn't staying the extra six days. I tried. I didn't get home. Obviously, I wasn't that much fucking. Just one, yeah, ah, yeah. I was down in the dumps. There's been but some bad, yeah. Question: Decky Basquiat asks, "Is Liam Buckley under pressure of the players drop the baton or baton? Even. Baton. Interesting um, question. Interesting question. I, yeah. Well, look, I suppose any manager's under pressure. I don't know if he's. I think he'll have to com- continue going on for another few games of continuing to lose games before he'd be under any real pressure. Um, oh, yeah, I personally, no, personally don't think he isn't. I think he's credit in the bank. Yeah, I think he's got credit in the bank as well. Um, I think, certainly, have the players dropped the baton? I don't know. I suppose it's just, maybe they're just not as good as everybody thought they were. Possibly. Yeah, yeah. Like, I know, like, people, I, I've seen, like, there is an investment in this squad. Um, like, there is, a, and, like, we've got definitely got a higher quality of player than we did last year. But, like, you still have to remember a lot of them lads, like, starting the other night, like, Johnny Kenny, John Mann, Niall Moran, uh, McGinty. Even Mark Byrne that came on the bench, they're, they're all young fellas. Like, do you know what I mean? You can't, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like, they're all very young players. So. It could be, that could be the good someone up there for Mark. Yeah, I still think they're not as good as everyone thought they were. Maybe not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe like, and, and like, maybe they're the third best team in the league, which you would have settled for at the start of the year. Yeah. Exactly. I wouldn't say he's under pressure, but certainly can't keep so. going on. I but think it's a bit. It's, it's it seems a bit stale. Maybe just a bit stale. Yeah. I think probably maybe the slight worry is that that's kind of the way Peter out for him at St. Pat's, but that was over a much longer time frame. Um, I just think, yeah, just I like there's improvements there to be made, but I don't think he's under any real pressure for the no, minute. No. Well, he shouldn't be. I don't think any. Yeah. Uh, Stephen Hone asks, who would win between the current Sligo senior team and the current and the Connacht champion minor team? Uh, the senior team would win, Stephen, because the minor team are 16 and 17 year olds, while the senior team are grown men, <laughs> men at a higher level. Uh, <laughs> anything else on that? 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you summed it up well there. I don't think he liked that question, Stephen. He didn't like that question. Uh, no, not that he didn't like it, Stephen. <laughs> Jesus, good, a good friend of the pod. And no, he didn't like that question, I said. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, he kind of asks here, he, he tagged in this, so we discussed it, he goes up in the correction. It's about... Uh, a Twitter, a t- Twitterer, like Nain said, he replied to something since Sligo weren't allowed to postpone it last year and had a pro championship. The GA team of different rules, different counties. This has gone the back of Tyrone and Kerry semi final. He, Stephen, wrote that, opened the correction, but there was protocols last year. If you got to a semi, there was going to be accommodations made. And he said, We mentioned it in last year's podcast. We did, yeah. I think yeah. the rule was last year, if you got to the Ireland semi final stage and it was COVID, accommodations will be made. But we also called out when Slyger called as pure elitism. Yeah, There's no chance Dublin, Tyrone, if they had an outbreak in, a, in an Ulster semi-final or Leinster semi-final would have been would have been would have been allowed even pull out. It no, not a chance. Back, no, so. no you're, you're talking yeah, definitely on teams like Dublin, Tyrone, yeah. Kerry, Donegal, Mayo. No chance. There's elitism there. Um, look, I think there has. I know Tyrone of twenty-one cases. I think there has to be. Uh, it's an Ulster semi-final. Look, there has to be a pushback on it. In fairness, so yeah, yeah, I don't think it's too bad. And compared to Sligo, yeah, it's, yeah, Sligo should have been good. You were saying is it twenty-one of them have COVID? Twenty-one, supposedly, yeah. And that's between good. management and players and backroom. I think so. That's a good group. So yes. Fucking licking each other's faces or something. It must be fallen. No, I don't know. Yeah, you know what I mean? It seems very. It seems a lot. In fairness, um, there's it, does, quite, it does seem a lot. There was one. There. There's one there for Enda. Uh, yeah, you know, uh, where does Enda rate the Connacht minor title to his Murphy's Bear? Division two success with Murray United in two thousand and five. Well, he actually got in contact with us and said it's third place. Um, he, that same year, he won a championship with Clare in two thousand five. Did he? Did yeah. he say third? Did he? Third, third, third. He said, "Yeah, yeah." Sorry. It was a hard year as well. It was a few lows. He said they lost the EuroTab Cup final to Arrow Harps. Nobody like you losing the EuroTab. Ah, uh, the EuroTab's a prestigious competition. Well, someone doesn't what your yeah. What is EuroTab? Did they do taxis? I thought um, they were a taxi company, but I could be wrong. EuroTab. Ross? Yeah, I don't know. No idea. They sponsored that cup for years and years and years. Well, I still reference the Eurotab Cup daily, I think, mm-hmm. in my life. And nobody knew what they did. It was all oh. bad advertising. Yeah, it was really bad advertising. <laughs> Jeez, I'd really love a can of Eurotab right about now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's nearly us, lads. Yeah, um, we, uh, there was success in the waters at the weekend. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Jesus, yeah. Uh, the sailing, our sailing uh, was the, the, report the, the was sli- like, what happened the club, the, the Ladies' Cup uh, Nationals, and I think um, uh, Deco Brennan took uh, the, the gold... The gold prize in the bronze fleet. Deco Brennan, Summerhill teacher. Mr. Brennan. Mr. Brennan, of course, as we still call him, yeah. So he, he took the gold, the, what did he bring? No, it, was, it was described to me earlier, there's, there's different fleets, different classes, hmm. different speeds they can go at, so the, he was in the, the bronze category. Yeah, Very took, good, Deco. Gold, so. Always a good waterman. Listener to the pod, too. Yeah. Uh, fine yeah. teacher. Uh, great, great friend of the pod. Um, nearly done. Fancy football. Fancy football, lads. Yeah. Big plug, big plug. So get in contact, DM us on Instagram or uh, Twitter, and there's a good WhatsApp group going What's there. The cut-off point? Uh, we'll probably Friday lunchtime, maybe-ish. Yeah. Um, Thanks to our friends at ROM Fitness for... for the sponsorship, the and then our good friends at Lockgill as well. And yeah. there'll be loads of prizes during the year. There'll be, obviously, an overall prize and Christmas prizes and hopefully some monthly stuff. No, there will be some monthly stuff as well. The WhatsApp group, yeah, I'm, look, I'm looking forward to kick group. off because there's a good mix of characters already in it. There's more to come, and... There was someone called a cunt in it the other day after the I, first... It was you, was it? I called John Quinn a cunt. <laughs> <laughs> straight in. Admin. I'm admin. not retracting the comment either. <laughs> yeah. That one's straight in, yeah. So good thing there. Uh, fancy Premier League. So get involved. Uh, get in contact with us there. Um, Ross, cover your last pod. Uh, baby coming on Thursday. Be the last pod, yeah. So Ron, if you come in with a, a one, a two, a one, two, three, four...
Baby on board, how I've adored that sign on my car's window pane. Bouncing my step, loaded with pep, cause I'm driving in the carpool lane. Call me a square, friend, I don't care. That little yellow sign can't be ignored. I'm telling you, it's mighty nice. Well, it's a trip to paradise with my baby on board. Best of luck at the baby, Ross. We'll see you all next week. Thank you. Thank you very much. Bye. I'm going back. So where the beach is near, oh, the beer is to you. There's plenty of women out the crowd. Walking here on the middle of the second, the whistle is gone, the and slide over as hard as you can here. By the riverside, well, I'm being told that Average Joe's does not have enough players and will be forfeiting the championship match. So bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for us. But he tried and tried to clean out over the fence. Oh, he's got the car with me. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.